I'm Carol Cullen, Supervisor of Employment Services with the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind, commonly known as MCB. Joining me is Daniel Martin, Employment Services Specialist. Thank you all for joining us. We have a great program for you today, and we're excited to tell you about the services and the many ways we can support you and your organization as you consider hiring individuals who are blind and visually impaired. Joining us today is Ann Murphy, Director of Applications and Training, Digital Solutions Delivery with Mass Ioneer, Mass General Brigham. Michael Ritchie, Vice President, Digital Solutions Delivery with Mass General Brigham's for specialty hospitals, including Spalding, Mass Ioneer, and McLean. And he's also CIO of Mass Ioneer. And Mark Lupo, Senior Program Manager, Air Force Strategic Programs, Draper. You'll hear from them a bit later. If you have any questions throughout the program, for those of you who are tuning in via Zoom, please feel free to put them in the chat and we'll address them later. At this time, I'd like to introduce MCB's Director of Services, Programs and Services, Joe Buzon, to say a few words. Thanks, Carol. Good morning to everybody. In behalf of Commissioner Oliveira, we want to extend our heartfelt thanks in this ongoing partnership as we continue to march and summer comes to a close and fall is around the corner. October is a giant month for National Disability Awareness Employment Month. With that said, we want to specially thanks, uh, give our thank you to BNN and Glenn and really having us here at this wonderful facility. In addition, we want to say thanks to our core partners, Mass Ioneer, Mass General Brigham's, where I worked many moons ago, and our good friends at Draper, and as well as Maureen, who's gonna be speaking in behalf of a past success story and our friends at Beth Israel Hospital. So again, with that said, we want to continue to express our ongoing appreciation regarding the collaboration and diversifying your workforce with talented individuals who are coincidentally visually impaired. With that said, I close with thank you personally as someone being visually impaired myself, losing my sight, becoming blind at the raw age of 16, and I thank you as a current peer, a professional in the field, working together, and the proof is in this partnership, in the pudding, and working together to build a community and hiring people with all types of diversities and who was coincidentally visually impaired. With that said, I wanted to turn it over back over to Carol. Thanks so much. Thank you, Joe. Just a reminder that we are hosting two virtual reverse job fair, job fair sessions, one Friday, September 29th from 1 to 2 p.m., and one October 6th from 10 to 11. Employers simply need to log on and listen to each job seeker make a two-minute pitch. All registered employers will have access to the resumes in advance. For more information, mass.gov forward slash MCB webinar, or you may reach out to me directly at carol.cullens at mass.gov or 857-214-1632. So now, I imagine many of you out there are thinking, what could a person with a visual impairment possibly do at my organization? That's a fair question, and one that my colleague and I get all the time. Well, I'm excited to introduce you to our first guest, Maureen Banks, who will help to demystify visual impairment and provide some insight into how a person who is legally blind can be a successful and valued employee in an occupation that you might not think is possible. Maureen is a registered nurse with extensive background in home health care, long-term care, emergency room, and medical surgical nursing. She has worked as an RN with Carolina East Health System in North Carolina, as a clinical manager and director of the assistive care office with Bayada Healthcare, and director of health and wellness with Brookdale Senior Living Solutions. Currently, Maureen is a nurse case manager with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center right here in Boston. 
She earned a Bachelor of Science degree in nursing at Chamberlain College of Nursing in Illinois and has acquired numerous additional certifications and honors. Maureen, thank you for joining us today and agreeing to share your story with us. Thank you, Carol. Um, so my name is Maureen, as Carol said, and I'm a registered nurse. I was fully sighted until about eight years ago, and I, up until that point, I lost my vision gradually. So I can move around pretty well, but um, I, of course, couldn't work in the emergency room anymore or actually do bedside nursing, um, read monitors, things like that. So I had to change my field, and I got educated, and um, through working with this wonderful organization, MCB, they gave me the tools and the support, and they, came, they come to the, to the workplace, they um, put me in touch with Carol, and I attended one of her virtual job fairs and with Beth Israel, and there was a whole group of us, and we each got two minutes, um, and the representative from Beth Israel went over their openings, and so I thought, I could do case management. So um, I applied and I got hired and MCB came in and put the um, assistive software called ZoomText on my computer. Um, the person that helps folks get around with mobility, um, and I forget what the rest of the term is, but Carol can explain that. Um, but so gave me hints on how to learn my way around. And once I learn my way around, I, um, I can get there pretty quick. Um, I also raised five kids by myself. Um, and so that, you know, it, you have to adapt and there's always support at MCB for both the employer and the employee. Um, everyone there is super easy to work with. They're more than happy to help. They, they want success for both the employer and the employee. Um, but it's, it, it's possible to be less than perfect and still do a really good job. Uh, some of my coworkers, when I first went there, weren't sure how I would be able to do it. Um, and so they needed some education too. And um, so now they have a different view of people who have a, something that you know, nobody asks for, but you just keep going forward. So, um, I enjoy working with the people from MCB. I've never had a bad experience with anybody. They get back to you quickly. They put you in touch with the right people. And um, they're a very good partner for both a potential employee and an employer. So with that, I'm gonna send it back over to Carol. Thank you so much, Maureen, for that inspiring and enlightening story. Now it's time to hear from us, the Employment Services Unit with MCB, and how we can help you hire great people. Let's start by providing some general information about visual impairment and the basics of uh, appropriate interaction. Oh, great, so I'll, I'll take it from there. So. Uh, the question might be commonly asked, what does legal blindness look like? And uh, for those of us who are legally blind, that answer is pretty simple. It looks like nothing. 
but everybody is familiar with the concept of uh, 2020 vision. So how we measure this is uh, somebody who is between uh, 2200 and 2400 is generally considered legally blind. And uh, if you don't understand what that means, it means that somebody who is fully sighted uh, can see, if they can see something at a distance of 400 feet with clarity, somebody who is uh, legally blind would need, uh, would need to be 20 feet away from the same object in order to see it. Uh, but as Carol said, uh, we're here mainly to talk about how this relates uh, to the workforce. And those who are legally blind and visually impaired are some of the most uh, resilient, uh, resourceful, tech-savvy, and adaptable prospects you'll find on the job market. But unfortunately, they're also among the most overlooked. And we don't attribute that to malice, uh, more so we attribute it to just a lack of information. And uh, that's why we're here to provide that information. So as Carol said, there are some generally good practice appropriate behaviors when interacting with an, a coworker who is visually impaired. Uh, one of which is you don't need to be afraid to use words like see. Um, it's a common misconception that saying things like, did you see the game last night is offensive, but that is not the case. Um, but a good practice is if you're entering a room or if the visually impaired person is entering the room, it's a, a good idea to announce your presence so they know you're there uh, with your name as well. And if you're exiting the room, of course, uh, the same thing. And if the visually impaired person is entering, letting them know if there are any obstacles in the room that they should be aware of is good practice as well. And uh, that segues into another concept, which is guiding. Now, there are two types of guides. Um, one is human guide. Uh, that's you, if you're not sure. Um, and so if you're offering something that is typically called sighted guide, uh, maybe Carol can help me with this, is you'll offer your arm uh, to the visually impaired person and they will grip it uh, slightly above the elbow. And then you do your best job to navigate them through the uh, area that they need to get to. Um, and it's a good idea to call out to them if there are upcoming stairs or doors or uh, curbs out on the street or if there's uh, just general terrain changes. Uh, so the other type of dog is uh, guide dogs or dog guides. Um, I don't know if the camera can show it, but there is a uh, furry friend uh, to my right. Um, he's chilling out. I say chilling out right now, but he has his harness on, which means that he is still technically considered working. And so, excuse me, and so it is important to know, the big one, that if you see a harness on a working dog, they are to be considered working at all times, even if they're sleeping. And there are several do's and don'ts, but one of the big ones is if you see that they are indeed working, you should never physically interact with them in any way or make any noises that would distract them because distractions can be extremely dangerous for the dog handler, especially if they're on a busy uh, street. And uh, with that, I think we can uh, send it back over to Carol for a bit. Sure. Yeah. So now we're gonna go over some of the types of services that MCB provides before, during, and after the hiring process. We are going to bring our employers into the conversation shortly so that they can provide examples of how they utilized some of our services. But first, here's some of what we can provide to you and your new employee. And just keep in mind as, as we explain these different services, not everybody needs all of these services. Some people might need one thing, some people might need all of it. And there are individuals who don't need any of it at all. So um, our services are highly customized and they are tailored to the specific individual and their needs, as well as the very specific job that they're going to be um, doing. Great, um, so I'll take the first one. Uh, like Carol said, these uh, services that we provide are highly specialized based on need. And the first is orientation and mobility, or O&M for short. So when the job seeker uh, gets a job, what we can then do is send an O&M instructor uh, to the work facility. And what they will do is help the, uh, in, uh, in the blind individual locate all the key points of interest, such as emergency exits, bathrooms, uh, conference rooms, break rooms, all of the stuff that they need to find. They will also assist with uh, developing a commute that is effective for the individual getting from home to work and back 
um, then they can also show them some of the surrounding areas of note around the office, such as coffee shops, restaurants, landmarks. And all of this, by the way, is done prior to your own onboarding process, and it is at no cost to you. All right, and so orientation and mobility services is actually what Maureen was referring to. And throughout all of this, you don't need to know all the terms. You don't need to know um, exactly who is going to do what. Daniel and I are your points of contact. We will guide you through the process. We just want you to know that we have a team of professionals that can help you with whatever your needs are um, as you go through the hiring process with our individuals. So the next group of experts that we have on staff are rehab teachers. Rehab teachers will help with things like labeling appliances with tactile stickers. So it's a, like a bump sticker that an individual can, can touch. Maybe it's on a, a microwave in the um, break room, for example, so that once they feel that one sticker, they know what all the buttons are around it. They could be working in food service. I know Sodexo is logged on today, um, and they've hired people who are totally blind, doing food service, cutting vegetables, um, putting um, salads and soups together. How do they do that? Well, um, our rehab teachers are going to teach them how to do these things, to perform their work functions, to adapt them so that they can do them non-visually. If they have the skills, they can do them. Um, they also will help them to assess color contrast and lighting to maximize the job performance. And, you know, that might be in an office setting. Maybe a certain type of lighting is needed. And, again, this is free. This is a service that we provide, and we customize it based on the person who is working and the specific job. So the individual's needs to the specific role. Dan? Great. And so another one of the services is assistive technology. And very many visually impaired workers use assistive technology in some way, shape, or form. One of the most common programs used by especially totally blind individuals is called JAWS, which means Job Access with Speech. It is a screen reading software, which is basically entirely key command based. But for those who have more usable vision, they might use something like ZoomText. Maureen talked a little bit about that or Fusion, or even the stock magnifiers that come with their uh, most modern PCs and Macs. Uh, but we can also provide certain handheld devices for reading paper documents, such as magnifiers or scanners to get them into a digital format. And so what we essentially do is send a tech specialist to your site to do a tech evaluation of the workspace, and they determine what is needed for the work, and then we procure the items and send them to you. Absolutely. Um, and again, it's very much tailored to the individual. We also can assist with recruiting and screening. So we are meeting job seekers all the time in our role. We're also meeting with employers. The better we get to know you and the types of jobs that you want to fill, the better we can help prepare the job seekers that we're working with so that we can help to provide a pipeline of job applicants that have been completely vetted. We can also provide qualified interns, uh, interns to meet the needs of the employer. You may have a summer internship program and you're looking to hire interns. Consider us, think of us. Uh, we, we have interns all across the state looking for opportunities. Um, and I should say that, you know, visual impairment doesn't discriminate. So we have interns and job seekers um, with college educations and advanced degrees. We've actually got a couple PhDs that we're working with currently. So across the board. So when you are looking to fill positions and you're looking to fill internships, please think about us and the immense amount of talent that is across the um, population that we serve. We also could provide you with an opportunity to meet some of these candidates one-on-one -on -one before they even fill out an application. It's a great way for you to sort of get a sneak preview. Maybe you don't have a position yet, but you know there may be something coming down the line. I mean, we all know employers are, are finding challenges hiring right now. So 
reach out to us. We'll be happy to help you fill those positions. And we can even, as I said, introduce you to an individual who may have the skill set that you're looking for. And when that position opens, if you feel like that person's a fit, let me know. We'll encourage them to apply. And um, you, you may be hiring yourself an absolute gem. We also can help you fulfill your um, diversity needs, and we can provide sensitivity and in-services. So a sensitivity training would be similar to what we're doing now, but we would go in a lot more detail. We do that for hiring managers, HR staff, um, and other employees. We can do it before you hire someone. We can do it after you hire someone. We've done that in the past where um, coworkers weren't quite sure how to interact with an individual who just got a job. So we came in and we talked to the whole team just to make everybody feel more comfortable. It's not one and done with MCB. We will help you get started and we're right there. We're a phone call or an email away if you need us. So how could you maybe collaborate with MCB? Well. We have a very robust summer internship program. You've heard us mention internship a couple of times. This past year, we celebrated 20 years of the internship program. And over the past two decades, we have placed over 800 individuals into a variety of internship opportunities across the Commonwealth. I can't stress enough <laughs> the diverse range of skills and education that we have and just how tailored our internships are. So, there may be an intern with a, who's majoring in finance. They apply for a finance internship. They get the job. That finance internship might require 600 hours of work. Excellent. Great. They get it. We're here to support with anything that they need along the way related to their vision. But what we also see sometimes is someone who maybe has very minimal skills, and they're having a real hard time to get that first work experience. We had someone many years ago who was totally blind due to an accident, and she was really nervous even just trying to, to work, um, just to go to work and interact with people. So we placed her into an internship in a convenience store, and her role was as simple as standing at the door, welcoming customers as they came in and said, hi, um, today Coca-Cola is buy one, get one free. Or if you gas up, you get a free car wash today. They loved her so much. She did like, I think it was six or eight hours a week of internship. And when her internship was done, the customers were asking about her. They wanted to know where she was. So the employer hired her for 10 hours a week. It was fantastic. So we have both extremes and every kind of talent and ability in between. We also obviously host job fairs, as I had mentioned earlier. Partner with us. I know many of you have already registered for the job fair, and that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, we look forward to this. Um, but there's still plenty of time to, for you to get involved if you haven't yet registered. Now, there are often times where we hear from employers who might want to be involved in some way, but they just don't have an, uh, a job right now, or they just don't know what to do. You know what? Consider doing a mock interview. Some of our Individuals want to learn how to do an interview. They want to work on their interview skills. And Daniel and I can do it with them, but after a while, we're like their moms and dads, and it's kind of like, you know, on the, the peanuts when you hear wah, 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 wah. They don't hear us anymore. So it's really good to hear it from employers. And then they know that what we're telling them is actually what's happening in the field. Another reason it's very important for us to know what is happening in your organization so that we can talk with our, our individuals about it. Informational interviews is also another great way to partner with us. Uh, there have been many times where we have had somebody, in, and we do this a lot when they're going through their senior year of college and they're about to graduate, and um, they're looking at a certain type of field and a certain profession. We, we may want to connect with an employer within that field just so that they can get a sense of what they need to do, how they can align their skills and start really working towards that role. You don't have to have a job available at this moment. Even if you offered it, they're still in college. Although we do have people go through an informational interview who aren't in college, but it's more common if they're still in college. So they're not ready now, but they want to meet with you and just learn what, what it takes so that they can continue working in that direction. 
So we can provide, as I said, a, a pool of pre-vetted qualified candidates, and we can help you fulfill a lot of your diversity needs. So you've heard from us, but now let us hear from those who have collaborated with us and utilized many of the services that MCB provides to hire interns and employees at their organizations. Again, joining us today are Ann Murphy and Michael Ricci from Mass General Brigham and Mark Lupo from J Draper. And a reminder for those of you watching us on Zoom, you may ask questions in the chat. We'll be answering those questions later in the program. So um, Michael, Ann, and um, Mark, <laughs> thank you all for being here. Well, thank and, you, Carol. <laughs> why don't you start and give us a little bit of background, Ann. Sure, sure. So Carol, Dan, thanks for having mm -hmm. us today. Uh, my name is Ann Murphy. I, as Carol mentioned, I work for Mass General Brigham Digital, uh, supporting Mass Ioneer as Director of Applications and Training. And I had the, uh, the good geographic fortune mm -hmm. of having a colleague at Mass Ioneer who was the Director of Communications, um, who had um, an intern who was um, working part-time for her, and she came to me, uh, we, we uh, worked in the same location, and she said, I have, I have a colleague working with me, and he's just fabulous, and I think he could really help augment your team for some work that you have. Um, our group supports Mass General Brigham, Mass Ioneer, for its digital technology for our electronic medical record. Uh, so a lot of training, a lot of material content, and um, while we had trainers, we didn't have anyone who could really help us with content development, and lo and behold, uh, Dan Martin, who's on this uh, panel right now, um, he was able to take our material and um, not only provide great digital content for uh, viewing and reading, but also um, did voiceover work for us, which was incredible. It's uh, material that's still being leveraged today across Mass General Brigham, and um, you know, Dan was just an integral part of our, our, our core team uh, when he was working with us. So it was wonderful having him as part of our family. Great. Mm -hmm. And why don't we go to Mark? We'll do a little variety here. Oh, thank you, Carol. Uh, my name is Mark Lupo Draper. Uh, just want to give you a little bit of background regarding Draper. Uh, Draper is an engineering uh, innovation company. Um, we have campuses across um, the United States, um, main campus, campus in Cambridge. We have uh, sites in Huntsville, Alabama, Houston, Texas, Cape Canaveral, Florida, Washington, D.C. Uh, Draper employs more than 1,800 uh, staff, 1,300 of which are engineers, in which 60%, more than 60% have advanced degrees. Draper specializes in uh, design, development, and deployment of advanced solutions for some of the nation's most challenging problems. And to tackle those problems requires a very diverse and talented workforce. And as part of that, Draper has a very extensive summer intern program. It's a wonderful way for uh, talented students to be introduced to Draper, as well as Draper to be introduced to the students. And so uh, to pick up on the analogy that uh, Ann was referencing, is that uh, we had the, the, the fortunate opportunity to recruit uh, one student intern uh, associated with the Mass Commission for the Blind. And that's how we got introduced to Carol and, and the wonderful staff at MCB. Uh, this particular student uh, joined a summer intern program in 2019, just before COVID. Um, we continued uh, that through the COVID period, and that was a bit of a challenge and a different story. Um, but eventually, uh, the student graduated uh, from one of the local universities, 
with an engineering degree. And he interviewed and was extended an offer by Draper. And to this day, uh, this particular student is now a staff member uh, leading and engaging in uh, test and uh, measurement instrumentation. And in addition to that, I believe uh, he recently completed his advanced degree, uh, facilitated by Draper, and uh, has brought on a, another summer intern associated with the Mass Commission for the Blind. So we could talk a little bit uh, more in general about uh, the experiences, but I just wanted to give a synopsis and a background of uh, the Draper philosophy. Thank you, and it was really great. Um, this, this particular individual got his job offer, I think it was March of his senior year. I don't know about any of you, but I did not have my job offer in March of my senior year. So that gives you a sense of the talent of this young man. And um, that's the talent that comes out, that comes out of, of, of the population that we serve. So thank you for that. And Michael. Hi, uh, Michael Ritchie. I'm the I'm responsible for the specialty hospitals at Mass General Brigham. For those of you who don't know what Mass General Brigham is, it's basically the largest employer in the state of Massachusetts, about 75,000 employees. Uh, it's basically many of the hospital systems that you've seen that you work with probably go to today. Uh, we have been involved with the MCB now for a number of years uh, in, in a number of their programs. Their, their initiatives are fantastic. Uh, we've worked with the summer internship program across a number of the entities at Mass General Brigham. Mass General Hospital, I believe, has had a few folks. We've been, I know Spalding Rehab has as well, and others. Uh, Mass Eye and Air, Dan is one of ours. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> also, in addition to the summer internship program, we are um, heavy participants, I'll say, in the uh, Employment Now initiative, which I have to say is fantastic. Uh, so, really, th these are people of all ages that, that are coming to us, and uh, we're We've got some amazing opportunities for them. If you think of a healthcare system our size, there's actually opportunities at all levels in all areas, right? We are also an incredibly large research organization, as well as providing healthcare, obviously dietary services, security, everything you can think of, we do somewhere in, in our system. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunity there. Uh, we work very closely with MCB as well as the Polis Center. Uh, so we've been really fortunate to work closely with Jen Whitmore and Will McNamara from Polis. Uh, they've been fantastic partners for us. They find great resources. Uh, we've personally, I've been working very closely with uh, a, a ENI person we received recently. Uh, he's been with us probably about eight months now. Uh, he's a fantastic individual. Uh, we've been working to kind of take him a little bit out of his comfort zone uh, and give him additional skills that he did not come to us with, but something he was interested in moving towards. Uh, again, he's a young man. He's uh, out of college and all. He's been working in the workforce for a number of years. Uh, he came to us and it's been a fantastic experience for both the hospital as well as him. Uh, I think he'd say that at least. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's just been a, a great way to, to really, the diversity, equity, inclusion uh, within Mass General Brigham is actually really important to us and it's just, it helps everyone. Uh, so we, we really look forward to more participation in these programs with the MCB. And, and Michael, you cannot have Dan back. We've tried. We've tried. I know. Um, and so you you alluded to the many partnerships within the Mass General Brigham system. And the, the great thing about this is Mass General Brigham is like it's like a microcosm of a, of a town with right. every position that you can imagine, right? So um, it's been great for us because we've been able to place people, whether it's through the Employment Now initiative that you mentioned, um, or direct hires or internships, in the cafeteria and food service. Um, last year's job fair, um, the um, Mass General Brigham, Mass General Hospital in general, hired a linen associate, and that individual actually got interviews from and offers from other organizations as well but you got him, <laughs> and he's still there full-time. And um, We've got folks in gosh. security. We've got all different areas of the organization. We, we've got representatives, which is fantastic. Interpreter Again. services. Oh, yes, yep, absolutely. Well. Yeah, it's just... And yeah. the types of services that you've received for these individuals, can you talk a little bit about that? 
Sure. I mean, uh, Dan, um, thankfully, the communications team already had him uh, hooked up with the type of technology that he needed. But, you know, um, if I didn't know Dan had a visual impairment, it, it, I wouldn't have known because he just was able to uh, take the work um, and adapt to it with respect. I mean, it was a lot of reading content, uh, screen, following things on the screens. It was all um, electronic and th there was no concern either on his part or on my part that the quality of his work was at all, um, you know, anything less than what I would have expected from a, a, someone who didn't have a visual impairment. So I was thrilled because um, in addition, he brought skill sets from his college degree that I had never anticipated needing, which is, you know, voiceover work, and uh, was able to bring that. And literally, people, anytime one of Dan's recorded videos play, people are like, who did, who did the voiceover on this? And I was like, oh. So that's Dan, one of our former employees. He was excellent. So. That was wonderful. And I believe that, I mean, well, you've had Daniel with a guide dog. Yes. Um, I know that there is somebody working part-time uh, that's separate from the Employment Now mm -hmm. program, just a, a regular hire who has a guide dog working at Mass General Brigham. Um, I think you've had people using JAWS, using screen yes. readers yes. as well. And so we have been able to provide those services. Um, and, you know, as we talk about all of these Employers don't need to be the experts. That's our job. We'll take care of that for you. Um, you just reach out to Dan and me, and we will reach out to the, the specific staff that's needed for any given situation. And I just want to say as well, the, the assistance we get from the MCB oh. is really yeah. not just the pre-hire and the hiring process, but again, after the hiring process, the, the availability of these folks to assist in any areas of need is just fantastic. Uh, I know we have people on site several days a week, actually, from the Paula Center and MCB here that are there to help our employees and help our, our, our hires. So it works out really well for everybody, actually. And the Polis Center that, that Michael is talking about is a community partner of ours, and the individuals they're working with are individuals that are working with us directly through MCB. So they are individuals who are visually impaired. We contract with the Polis Center to help make this program work. Mark, I know um, the, the individual that you had who did the internship a couple of years and then worked, he needed a little bit of help once you went back to the office. Is that correct? Um, yes, uh, at a minimum level, I would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I would like to emphasize the fact that within 24 hours of uh, extending the offer, MCB was on the line uh, communicating directly with Draper of any services or any type of um, accessibility needs that they could help address. So Carol, thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, they offered um, guidance as well as um, any type of uh, additional resources that Draper may not be aware of. Um, and I would like to say that um, our student intern CHIP program receives the highest level of um, resources from uh, our executive team because we value it as a way of uh, one of the avenues in which we can open the aperture uh, in terms of diversity and inclusion. And to get that uh, really broad swath of talent to help us engage and solve these problems. So, Carol, I would say that um, MCB was most notable uh, in helping with the transportation for this particular individual, taking care of the access he needed to get to Draper and back. Okay, that was never an issue, and it was uh, most effectively uh, facilitated by MCB. But I would have to say that the contributions uh, this talent pool, okay, as well as the interaction with MCB has been phenomenal. And that has led us to extend this program to other summer interns to expand this. So right now we're developing a, I call it a cadence or a cycle, in which um, I get early review of some of the um, job requisitions for summer interns. 
And then I reach out, and Carol reaches out to me. We coordinate, and Carol provides us with a list of candidates that would be uh, proper matches for these opportunities. And then, of course, we, as we advance to hire students in the summer uh, segment, we start interviewing in the January, February timeframe. So it's very helpful to get the candidates who could be competitive for these positions in the November to December timeframe. So therefore, it gives plenty of runway to have the, the interviews. And also, what's most important is to match the students' interests to the job opportunities. So it's not just about having talent to fill specific positions, but it's also the fulfillment that we care about as far as guiding the student and setting them off on uh, their career options. Because as a summer intern, they're still figuring out what talents and abilities they have and what their passions are. So we like to see this program as a means for, for helping them fulfill that mission. So for you employers out there that are hearing this, Draper's going to take them all. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of rattle off some of the departments that um, people have gotten jobs in with Mass General Brigham through um, either placement through the ENI, which is the Employment Now Initiative, or through just general employment or internship. So are you ready? Cafeteria, mail department, shipping and receiving, security, public safety office, HR, clinical services, patient family waiting room, surgical office, communications, development, volunteer services, information security, <laughs> pediatrics, patient relations, social work, Chippen's Eye Institute, doctor's labs, vision rehab, buildings and grounds, and the list goes on and I'm out of breath. Because of the Employment Now initiative, there isn't always the job there. They're, they're job searching for, they're getting experience there and they're, they're um, getting jobs elsewhere. Mass Eye and Ear, Mass General Brigham, Dana-Farber, Bay Cove, Human Services, Boston Center for Independent Living, VinFen, Always Health Partners, On Brand 24, Newton Wellesley Hospital, Catholic Charities, Brown Brothers Harriman, Mass Medical Society, the MBTA, MCB, um, and Home Depot, and the list goes on and on. Greetings. I'm Alexander Puller, Director of Assistive Technology and Consumer Database Systems here at the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. And thank you for affording me this time to discuss assistive technology and the assistive technology unit here at MCB. Assistive Technology Unit brings nearly 200 combined years of experience in this field to work alongside our colleagues in VR services to deliver the best services and support for our consumers. MCB provides the highest quality vocational rehabilitation and social services to Massachusetts residents who are legally blind and visually impaired, leading to their independence and full community participation. The Assistive Technology Unit supports that mission by providing adaptive devices and technical consulting to individuals who are blind and to employers to help in the workplace, classroom, in the management of consumer at home. But what exactly is assistive technology? Well, assistive technology, AT for short, is an umbrella term to include assistive, adaptive, and rehabilitative devices for individuals who are blind. MCB AT program provides critical computer and adaptive equipment training to consumers to increase, maintain, or improve their functional capabilities. Provided primarily to vocational rehabilitation, or VR consumers, AT services includes deployment and training of the usage of software programs and or devices such as screen readers that turn on regular computers into talking personal computers. AT also includes the process used in selecting, locating, and using technology to perform activities such as daily living independently or even with assistance. But the best to understand AT is to understand what kind of technology we're working with. MCB can assist with several forms of this technology. So the Merlin from Enhanced Vision has an ergonomic design. It's got a flexible desktop magnifier that allows you to pivot and adjust the screen for the most comfortable viewing positions. Merlin screens easily pivot both vertically and horizontally and mostly other units that we, we deploy to our consumers do the same as well. 
But if you have more documents that you need to read or a larger variety of material, reading material you need to go through, something like this is going to be a lot easier on the eyes, a lot easier to use. Mode button here. So this right now is enhanced positive. This is enhanced negative. This is a yellow on blue, black on yellow, yellow on black. And this is the full color option on here. Magnification goes from 2.7 to 85x depending on the screen size. This is computer compatible with a toggle capability, which basically means is you can actually put this on your desktop and rather than having a standard monitor to use for this machine, there is an input on the back of the device that you can run the video from your computer CPU directly in this unit with a switch that'll flip from viewing of the computer to viewing for the CCTV, which is really great if you have a limited amount of space. One of the things we do really like about this device though is it is very easy to use and for consumers that have to do a lot of reading, this is a very simple, straightforward device. Um, the high contrast between the buttons that are dark and the background that it's light, this is something you're gonna see in a lot of units that are similar to this. Um, same thing with the tactile markers. So, you know, this is concaved, this is bubbled out here a little bit more. Everything is really kind of designed for, for touch. So if somebody is very limited in their vision, we can usually t teach them to center in on the knob and then teach them where the other supporting buttons are for this device. JAWS, or Jobs Access with Speech, is a computer screen reader program for Microsoft Windows that allows blind and visually impaired users to read the screen either with a text-to-speech output or a refreshable Braille display. JAWS allows for all major functions of the Microsoft Windows operating system to be controlled with keyboard shortcuts and spoken feedback. This is a brief demonstration of how JAWS works. I am on an Excel spreadsheet. Check out date colon A13. Departure time colon A14. I am navigating this spreadsheet. Wedding couple room confirmation number colon A15. Travel agent colon A16. Face L B16. Blank C16. And if I want to write something. S E E space A O S T space. It reads each keystroke that I'm entering, and if I want to simply exit the form, this is one of those keystrokes that I just mentioned that you can use. I'm going to simply hit Alt F4. Alt F4, blank, Alt plus S, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Excel, save button to activate, press space bar, Alt plus S. I'm going to choose not to save what I just changed. I'm going to right arrow from where it's currently highlighting save to don't Cancel save. Button. Don't save, enter. Activate, press space bar. Return to meeting button to activate, press space bar. And I have exited the Excel program. And that is a brief demonstration of JAWS. Now, many of these options are designed with visual impairments in mind when they design the piece of technology, but we also work with a wide array of general consumer technologies, such as smartphones, tablets, or even Mac computers, and recently, even smart speaker technologies, such as the Amazon Echo. We have also seen in our time that technology is constantly evolving and started working with new and really exciting technologies such as wearable technology. You do not need to be experts in assistive technology and what MCB does. That's our job. The assistive technology unit here at MCB is here for you. We are the subject matter experts and if there's a question we don't have an answer to, we're very good at getting that answer. We have a strong relationship with our vendors and who make a lot of these technologies, and they all want their technology to also be successful in addressing the needs of our consumers while working with your organization. You can reach me by email at alexander.pooler at mass.gov. You can also contact me by phone at 617-626-7505. All right, so what's your takeaway? You don't need to be the experts. That is our assistive technology department's job. You reach out to Daniel and you reach out to me and we will get you connected to, and our assistive technology experts will take care of whatever is needed in that regard. You just need to know that it can be done. There are devices for everything. So we're going to address questions momentarily um, and then, um, Someone asked how to get in touch with us. If we could um, let you know once again, let me let me uh, spell out the email address. It's carol.cullens at mass.gov, C-A-R-O-L dot C-U-L-L-I-N-S at M-A-S-S dot G-O-V, or 
857-214-1632, and it should be on your screen now. Um, any last remarks? So I'd just uh, like to say this, the work that the MCB do, is doing is amazing, and it, it really hits home for me. My, my grandfather lost his vision as a young man in a work accident, and these services, this was the early 1900s. Yes, I am that old. <laughs> uh, these services is something that just is, I, I wish there was more people who knew about them, and, and we were leveraging them more. But this is amazing work these folks are doing. So don't let this opportunity get past you. Thank you for that. And, and, and we're really happy to, um, to be able to provide these services um, and to really engage with these immensely talented people. And when we get them, we don't let them go. I've had, I was at another event with Daniel the other day and they were trying to take him away. I said, no, 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 he's staying right here with us. Um, I should mention as well that um, BNN Media hosted an intern here as well. Um, and uh, this is, was a young man who was um, studying, he, I think he's in his senior year now, studying um, media. <laughs> so any employers out there, you know, he's gonna be graduating. Um, so please, please do keep in touch with us. I really would like to thank all of you so much for being here today. And a special thanks to our guests for spending time with us, including Michael Ritchie, who has a birthday today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Michael. Um, and there is still time to register for one or both virtual job fair sessions. Session one, once again, is September 29th. It's right around the corner at 1 p.m. Session two is Friday, October 6th at 10 a.m. We have been working hard and the individuals, the job seekers have been working hard prepping their pitch. They want you to tune in. It's very light lifting for employers. You just have to tune in and listen to their pitch. One individual will come in at a time and um, you will have access to all of their resumes in advance. Once again, you may register at mass.gov forward slash MCB webinar in the and I can send you the direct link. All you need to do is log in and listen to these fabulous people. Thank you again so much and have a wonderful day.